we have known and felt that our systems don't serve us, you know, and that, and not to go into, you know, what that might mean down various rabbit holes of thinking, but just day to day, like people are not happy in their jobs. People are stressed. People are anxious. The suicide rate's higher than it's ever been. You know, kids don't enjoy going to school. It's like the, the financial system is, is capped, you know, so like we go in and out of inflation. Like there's all of these signs physically where we're not healthy as, as a Western civilization. There was going to come a point where we needed to look at ourselves. And I think if we zoom out and this is to not discredit or diminish the suffering that is real right now on the planet, but if we were to zoom out, there's a much bigger picture here that's unfolding. The universe is always wanting to calibrate back to a place of balance and harmony. And we can't have gone that far away from harmony and peace and unity and not expect something dramatic to happen to kind of shift us back into line. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Class is in session, about to learn a lesson in the game. We embrace the pain, take it and we make some change. Without scarcity, I don't know where I'll be. Welcome to the University of Adversity. And we're back. What's up, fam? How are we doing today? Super grateful to have you guys here. If this is your first time, welcome to the family. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. You know, sometimes I get to chat with people that are truly changing the world. You know, they're, what they're doing, the service for humans, and they're operating at a global scale. They're making impact at a global level. And it's really interesting to me on this journey to be able to have these conversations with these people that are on the come up of doing some amazing things and just making such an impact and change in the world. And my next guest today is Nicole Gibson, who's doing just that. We had an amazing conversation about what she's up to, what she's been accomplishing, and what she plans to do. You know, she's also been able to pivot within her business and adapt and make the best of this situation. So today you guys are going to listen to somebody who is super inspiring and is somebody that is making a global impact and I'm really, really felt blessed to connect with. So a little bit about Nicole. She is known as a multi-award winning social entrepreneur, but she prefers to be seen as an unstoppable messenger of love and human potential. She's impacted over 250,000 people worldwide with her unconventional models of community development and transformation. Currently, Nicole is the CEO of the global movement Love Out Loud, which is engaging 4% of the global population by the end of 2020 to successfully facilitate the world's largest love-based movement. You guys will hear more about what she's up to, but I just wanted to give you a little insight and you guys are going to want to follow her as well after and you want to, going to want to check out all her work. So without further ado, get ready, relax, get yourself a beverage, get comfortable. You guys are going to love this episode. Nicole Gibson coming right up. Nicole, what's going on? How are you? <laughs> I'm great. You're my first thing that I'm doing today, which is um, you get the best of me. This is when I'm in my like, most creative space. Amazing. Amazing. So craziness going on in the world, but there's a lot of good stuff going on as well. You're in Australia. 
Whereabouts are you? I lived there for five years, so I have like a special place in my heart for that country. I love it uh, so much. <laughs> Whereabouts are you there? On the Gold Coast. And I had actually moved to LA like three months ago. And I just happened to be in Australia transiting to run a retreat in Bali. And that's when they closed the borders. So uh, like I wasn't meant to leave Australia just yet, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. What's your... Lately, the theme when I start all this is kind of like, where are you at with all this craziness? Like, what's your perspective on what's going on and what's it like in Australia right now? What's the, what's the conversation over there? You know, I don't really watch the news. <laughs> but when I do tune in, it never feels great. I did actually catch one of the segments on the news the other day, and I think the politician's exact words were, welcome to the age of social distancing and self-isolation. I was like, wow, that is not the reality I'm experiencing at all. Like physically, yes, but my view is, um, yeah, I guess how to put this into context. Two years ago, I established this vision of engaging 350 million people in the message of love, um, which is critical mass. It's 4% of the global population. And um, that is derived from a rule in physics that says the tipping point of a population is 4%. And this, like changing the world has always been something that has felt deep within my soul. And I had a background as an entrepreneur, um, building communities and um, working in mental health, uh, in the preventative end of mental health. Mm -hmm. And in that time, we was just exposed to a lot of humanity and noticed something very profound, which is there's more of what makes us the same than what separates us as human beings. And ultimately we just, want the same thing like every story I heard as different as the details were it just came back to please hear me and please see me I want to be seen I want to be witnessed for who I am I want to be accepted and I guess being exposed to that amount of humanity led me to realize you know love is the answer truly and it wasn't just enough to say that as a cliche I wanted to dedicate my life to it it was very very real for me felt very deeply connected to that. So in establishing this vision of like, the question was, well, how do we make love the baseline for humanity? How does that become the starting point um, of where we meet? Because so often I think self-love and, and living compassionately and having healthy relationships, it's people frame it as like the end goal. Like I, I'm going to do all of this work and then I've arrived and I finally mm. love myself. But what if that was the starting point? You know, what if you and I could connect and that was just a given Think about what we could create and experience together as a humanity when we're that unified and when we want a need for nothing because those, those foundational needs are met for connection. So in establishing this vision, I always knew, you know, I'm a very, very big believer in you are, you know, the universe is experiencing itself through you and your existing have for the planet. So I guess for me in my personal experience, I didn't know that it was going to be this, but I knew in order for us to reach our 2020 vision, because that was the time that we, um, we set it by, 350 million people by the end of 2020, I knew that something profound was going to have to happen in order to mobilize that vision. Not to say that my consciousness created it. I think there was a lot of, con there was a lot of people that were co-creating this together, but this yeah. was just my personal experience that we have known and felt that our systems don't serve us, you know, and, that, and not to go into, you know, what that might mean down various rabbit holes of thinking, but just day to day, like people are not happy in their jobs. People are stressed. People are anxious. The suicide rate's higher than it's ever been. You know, kids don't enjoy going to school. It's like the, the financial system 
is is capped, you know, so like we go in and out of inflation. Like there's all of these signs physically where we're not healthy as, as a Western civilization. There was going to come a point where we needed to look at ourselves. And I think if we zoom out and this is to not discredit or diminish the suffering that is real right now on the planet, but if we were to zoom out, there's a much bigger picture here that's unfolding. The universe is always wanting to calibrate back to a place of balance and harmony. And we can't have gone that far away from harmony and peace and unity and not expect something dramatic to happen to kind of shift us back into line. So, you know, this is why I think the work that we're doing in Love Out Loud has scaled so fast in the past few months because there's an energetic, like, equilibrium that's happening between systems that were built on fear and now it feels like the energy is really moving towards projects and systems that are built on currencies of equality and giving and love and compassion so that we can evolve forward i i love it i completely everything you're saying i can totally resonate with and you mean it comes down to do you operate out of love or fear i mean that's the two basis of everything and there's so much, there's so many fear tactics because if everybody's scared, then everybody will buy. It's just a consumer's world. Keep everybody scared and they'll just consume, you know? Yeah. So they don't know how to make themselves feel better. And like yeah. even, even that, that you, you can't consume right now. Like you yeah. cannot actually go out yeah. and, and shop and fill that void. Like just that. I've been speaking about this a lot on various interviews and stuff. Like, for people to have a break from consumerism for like two or three months is a profound thing to happen considering everything about our system economically is reliant on that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, it's crazy to think people are just getting like basic necessities and the whole system falls. Yeah. Like, what? Like, right? what, is, what is going on? Yes. Like, it's crazy. And that people think that this system has so much power. It's like as soon as you stop investing in it yeah. for like a week, you know, there's like irreversible damage that happens as a result of that. And like yeah. this is why there's a, such an opportunity. We just ran a four-day immersive course, which we call Master Hearts, sort of for leaders that want to do the work on their heart. And it just came, kept coming up again and again and again that we need to rethink all of our systems. And like just being in the wonderment of the what if what if we had financial systems that weren't actually capped that didn't lead to inflation? What if we had financial structures and systems that we designed that were naturally um, regenerative and like expansive and just created more as that is like the natural flow of the universe and nature anyway. Mm. So but to even have like 200 people have the time to go deep enough in a, in a course. And this is just my experience. I know this is happening all over the world to really like, you know, to really rethink these things because I've noticed like doing transformational work and inviting people into our containers to do retreats and stuff because they're coming from a life that's so intense and like go, 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 go in those four days. Like it's an achievement to get their, their nervous system to a place where they've actually experienced relaxation, yeah. you know, so actually having uh, them come into a container after like six weeks of, of a slower pace of life, I just noticed the type of conversations that started to emerge as a result of that were so much more profound because they actually had the capacity to go deeper. Mm. It's kind of like, it reminds me of um, 
you know, Isaac, the Isaac Newton story, like he had to create the space. Why is that apple falling? And it's not that you know, he had this profound ability to um, understand gravity. He just created space to be in the question. And this is what we don't realize like, as human beings. We, when we create the space, you know, we're just in, there's infinite possibility that can come to us. But whilst we're constantly in the doing and the busyness, there's no space for creativity. Mm. Yeah. I, I like that too, because I I've been talking about this as well lately. It's that there's, there's this pressure from different people on social media. Like if you don't come out of this with a side hustle, or if you don't have this or that, then you've failed. And I'm like, no, hold on a second. If this is your time to step on the gas, that's great, right? Because maybe there's that thing that you haven't done that you should do. But there's also a lot of people who have been go, 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 doing <laughs> shit that they, they, they aren't aligned with, working hard for, for really, they don't even know the reason. And you know what? Maybe this is a time to go, oh, this is my time to reset. This is my time to go within and really reflect. And that's okay too, because we don't know how long we're going to be in this. And like you're saying, Unless you quiet that noise, you never, you're never even going to know what's around you. You're never going to even be able to tap into anything else because there's just so much chaos going on. And it's yeah. just so important to slow down and accept yeah. wherever you are in that journey because you may very well be at the time where it's time to hustle. It may be, but I know that there's people out there who have been hustling and it's like, all right, take, enjoy where you're at right now because there are going to be people that are going, I miss the quarantine. I miss... I miss the quietness of it, right? That's right. It's like, it's, this is such, an, it's such a magnifying glass over the reality that yeah. like the I'll be happy when syndrome is just like yeah. such a thing. How many people are complaining right now, but when they were working their nine to five jobs, they were like, I just wish I could spend more time at home, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, it's not the thing. It is not the circumstances. It's all about how you show up and how you interact with your circumstances and that's ultimate freedom. Like people ask me this all the time. What, what is freedom to you? And my response is always along the lines of being able to be with every single experience, like mm. without wanting to run away from it, without wanting to avoid it, just actually being able to be with it and see the gift in what that experience is offering you. And this is such a test for that, you know, yeah. because what so many people collectively have asked for, they're actually getting handed and they're maybe not even conscious of the fact that they're just going to the next thing, which is like, oh, I can't wait till I go back to work, you know, and just the, yeah. the merry-go-round that you will never get off until you take responsibility for how you're interacting with this present moment. Mm. It's so important to feel, right? Yeah. It's important to feel. That's the thing. It's like the bad that your perspective of bad is just as important because you're going to have to learn from that. And if you're constantly going to get the external thing. If you constantly, you know, the, the go for a drink or go for the chase the person or chase the car, it's like you're never getting to the root of what the pain actually is. And you need to sit with that. Sitting yeah. with that is going to allow you to figure out what it actually is. But how many people are willing to sit in that? You don't have to suffer, but it's okay to feel, it's okay to feel like that sometimes. Well, the suffering happens when you run away from it for exactly. periods of time. Like pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional 100%. Mm. And the more that you allow yourself to like change your relationship with pain, 
the the more you're gonna understand like pain is actually your friend pain is the thing that activates you pain is the thing that wakes you up pain is the thing that's like hey there's something in you that needs your attention and we know this on some level it's like when you accidentally give yourself a paper cut you're looking at the thing you're like oh my god i need to do something about this i need to address this but literally humans in today's world can be in emotional agony to the point that they're like not even functioning and they still won't look at their stuff. It's like, what is it going to take? Like, what is it actually going to take for you to slow down and notice what your emotions and what your feelings are trying to communicate to you? Because there's so much intelligence in that, that the mind actually can't understand. And what better time? The world has been on pause. Like we're in pause mode right now. Like there's never been anything like this. (laughs) Ever. And there's never been a collective point of focus either. Like this is one thing, I guess, because of the nature of how I see my work, Mm. that like even the fact that that's now become possible in my physical experience of reality is super profound because that was the biggest like resistance I came up against. Like how could you possibly get 350 million people to be focusing collectively on the one thing? And it's like this situation right now is proving that that's possible. Yeah. And that love ultimately and light is more powerful and more contagious than fear. Like in its essence, it is. And, you know, like as soon as we realize that, the vision that we have to to get to that point of critical mass, it just takes enough people at the same time choosing the same thing. Mm. People are like, it's not possible. You can't, you know, no, no one can change the world and, you know, heaven on earth isn't a real thing and we can't live harmoniously. It's like, it's all a choice. It is all a choice. It just is, and we need enough of us choosing it and opening our minds to the possibility that that could be a thing. The reality that we're living and that we're interacting with, it's like, yeah, it's crazy going on this journey. And I, I, when I think about that now, it's, there's no part of me, like every cell in my body believes that that's possible. Every single cell. And it's so, it's amazing to, to be in a place where I'm like, yeah, it is completely possible to, to create an earth and to have a humanity that is peaceful and harmoni- harmonious and in flow with what's natural and real for us. And then to be able to say to people, you know, if that triggers you to hear that, all that is triggering in you is the fears and the limitations that you need to look at. And it's yeah. completely possible to overcome them. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And yeah, it's sometimes I wonder why people, well, I was in the same place. It's like you have two choices. You, you, why would you not, why would you want to close the doors of the belief that anything is possible? You know, like why would you want to close those doors? I mean, exactly. <laughs> I've tried it. I, I've, I've done, I've been the skeptic before and it doesn't work. It's like, why wouldn't you want to be curious? Even if you're, you're, a, a pessimist like be curious why wouldn't you like there are, there's so much like pessimism is like one of the ultimate curiosities i don't think, yeah. think it's like a question of like not being pessimistic or not being um negative or realist i think all of those things are equally valid in the conversation of anything is possible yeah. like people think that i'm an optimist i actually like i've trained myself to be super optimistic but by nature i was way more of a pessimist i was always like mm looking for people's gaps and you know like the the shit that they weren't (laughs) saying like that that's always what I was attuned to but that like you don't have to interact with that in a way of like well then it's not possible 
you know it's like yeah. if you can be curious to that then you you've got an important role in humanity because you're the one that can be like the chaperone and the guide and, and help people come out of you know what what they're not saying or where integrity is missing or where honesty and truth isn't being said i think a lot of truth tellers are realists you know and potentially skeptics like the people that can just be like this is how it is that's a skill that is like an important part in in believing and knowing as a humanity that anything is possible all balance you know it's like but this nature of reality the fabric of reality is a, a thousand percent infinite and limitless like you're a fucking miracle you're a microcosm like you're a fractal of the whole universe that is what you are and you're in motion with this like holographic field that you're in communication with every single day that is saying yes to you and when you wake up to that and you realize wow okay i'm so deeply loved that anything that i that i communicate the universe is agreeing with mm. and it's it's a hard responsibility to take for people and i think that comes down to like when you've spent years asking for things that you don't want you know in in a pattern of like hoping that it will change and not realizing that we don't get what we want we get what we are yeah we get what we're saying we get what we're communicating we get what we're being literally people's ego and pride will be the reason that they don't surrender to the brilliance and the intelligence that is available to us and the love that is available to us in all moments their pride and like if you're listening right now really just sit with that are you going to allow your pride to be the reason you like throw away another decade two decades three decades four decades to eventually get to the end of your life and this is pretty heavy and deep but let's go there love it and you're gonna have to surrender anyway that's like the the, the sick cosmic joke like there's going to come a point where you have to let your shit go and you can either choose that now or you can choose that at the end of your life either way it's going to happen and if you do it now you're going to give yourself a richness and a quality of life that is so much more profound than you can even like imagine from your current positioning oh wow i just it's so it's so true speaking so much truth how does somebody, there's a lot of people with resistance out there who are operating out of fear, including that's where I was too. It took a lot of reprogramming, a lot of, you know, programming from your environment and your upbringing, your friends. That's who you become, you know, at one part of your life. And it's hard to get out of that sometimes, especially if you're surrounded by people like that in your environment. What information or what tips would you give to somebody that's like a bit curious, but they're like, this is bullshit. Fuck you guys and your, your woo-woo and your this and your that. But they, there's a little bit of hope for them, right? They're the person that's a little curious, that spark. What would you, how does somebody get out of that? I mean, there's so many things I could say to this. Like, <laughs> there's literally so many things I could say to this. I just want to make sure that what I'm communicating is like the most helpful. You know, I think... <laughs> I think the first thing is like, you know, let's just get real. If this is you and you're resonating with that description or there's a part of you that's like, I know that I'm, I'm like that. I know that I'm rigid. I know that I'm in resistance. I know that I'm closed-minded. Like, 
come on, you know, just, <laughs> just recognize that it's not actually serving you for one and recognize that whatever you fear other people is like, we, and we identify with that. And then we're so fucking terrified that if we change how we are, people are going to judge us or people are going to reject us. Like you can't possibly be this person that's now really into life and really alive and really free if you were like this. And the only reason, like it would be a very small minded person for starters that judge you in that because mm. anyone that's like, you know, aligned to the decision that you're now making to be more expansive is going to celebrate the fuck out of that. They're going to be like, yes, like good on you. Thank you for changing. Thank you for being fluid. Thank you for opening yourself and opening your mind to new possibilities. So anyone that's judging you and, and wanting you to be like a former identity, a former version of yourself, like you are now a leader to them. So don't see them anymore as a peer. I think that's like the difference is we don't want to be separate from our peers. But as soon as you start to become a leader without even, without even meaning to, without even realizing. So just one, know that. Two, you know, pursue activities and things that are allowing you to feel alive. So many people just stay in the grind and like the, the same things. They think the same things every day. They do the same things. Go and do something crazy. Like truly go and do something crazy. Like have sex with someone you never would have had sex with jump out of a plane, like just do something to activate you, you know, to make you feel alive and not, not in a way of like feeling a void, like an empowered conscious voice to do something that is so out of your comfort zone that it triggers a life force in you because all of this comes down to like vitality. You know, like if you are, if you're in resistance all the time and you're in your fear, like all the time, your life force will be so minute because you just have become like more and more rigid, more and more contracted each moment. And that patterning runs deep. If you spent your whole life in that, it is hard to get out of. It's like, it's like overeating and not doing any exercise your whole life and then wanting to get fit. You know, it's no different. Like that you have to get fit for the infinite limitless nature that is available to you in the universe. And your nervous system, when you start to make these changes is actually going to go into shock. Like, because your nervous system is like, whoa, I'm not actually used to being this available to the present moment because I've walked around my life not actually being present, not actually being available. This is why, like, if you've done transformational work before, you might notice afterwards you feel like this refractory period that feels really like you're tired or nothing in your life is fitting. Your nervous system, literally on a physical level, your cells are recalibrating to a new version of you. So you need to, like, wake yourself up. Do an ice bath. Like... You know, do, do something that's like activating and bringing you into presence and then falling in love with that, you know, and you will fall in love with that because you're like, oh my God, it's such a gift to be alive. Like you'll get to a point in this journey that you truly feel like even the painful times, even the challenges, you actually will land as a default in gratitude because you're like, wow, it is so amazing that I get to experience this and it doesn't take away from the pain. You just interact with it really differently. Like I... I'll give an example. I um, studied with, under a monk for uh, two and a half years a Did little you? while ago. Yeah. And um, in Kung Fu, right? So Kung Fu is like a four-tiered process. The physical element's just one part of that. And one of the things, like a lot of the training we did was mental. And one of the times, like early on in the training, he had me in this stretch and my hammies are like so tight, so, so tight, or they were so tight. Um, and he had me in the stretch where my hands were behind my back 
um, around a pole so I could move my hands. And he had my legs split on the ground and then put two sandbags on the inside of my legs. So like for someone that has tight hamstrings, this is like so painful. And he was like, you're going to sit in this for 10 minutes, which is oh. a long time. And like every minute he pushed the, uh, pushed my legs further and further out. And by about four or five minutes, like I had tears running down my eyes and he was just looking at me dead in the eye, like no empathy, just looking at me like so, so present, but just no empathy. <laughs> pain at all was not buying into the story of my pain, like nothing. And then I was about to swear at him to be like, get me fuck out of this. I can't do this. And before I opened my mouth, he like got even deeper into my like psyche through his eye contact. And he was like, you are not your pain. And in that moment, I literally transcended my pain. Like it was like the pain was still there, but there was something in my experience of the pain where I realized I actually have a choice to take a step back from my pain and to observe my pain. I don't have to buy into that experience. I can actually, I can change my relationship with it. And when you realize that, it's like any feeling, any emotion, you are always the meaning maker. You have been taught and conditioned since you were like, the littlest of kids that you have to buy into your emotions all the time, you know, that you have to, and we have a culture we were talking about it before of consumerism. That's like, if you have an impulse, you know, like go and follow that. And, and we, we've lost our sovereignty. Like you get to choose how you experience your reality. You're sovereign. You're a free thinker. You were born like so much more expansive than the constructs that you've been conditioned to exist within but you need to go on this journey of self-inquiry and start asking questions. That's what it is. Like, that's where it begins. Start asking questions. Does the way that you're living serve you? Does the way that you're thinking serve you? Are the relationships in your life actually feel? Like, there are so many things you could do going back to your original question that you asked me before this tangent. Like, my friend actually was telling me the other day one thing that I just thought was so epic. She was like, I have this problem, Nick, where everyone calls me when they want something. And I was like, what are you going to do about it? She was like, I've figured out a system that's going to help me become more conscious of this. I was like, cool, what is it? And she said, I've put an asterisk next to everyone's name in my phone that has called me for three times in a row only needing something. And now when they call, I'm aware that that's the sort of person they are. And I've, I've reinstilled my ability to choose whether or not I want to participate in that interaction. I was like, that's legendary. You know, you created yeah. a system rather than just being a victim of, oh, this person's calling me. I have to be on call. You've actually created a system where you've given yourself back a choice in that moment. So just like me, like you were not, you don't have to go into that straight away. You get to choose. So you get to choose in that moment. Do I actually, you know, is it right for me? Is it serving me to answer this phone call right now? And if it's not, you're allowed, like you're sovereign. You can even pick up the phone and say, hey, I've just noticed that the last few times you've called, you've, you've needed something from me and I'm just not available for that right now. It doesn't mean I don't love you. It doesn't mean that you're not, you know, deserving of my help. This is just where I'm at. But people are so afraid of that confrontation. They're so afraid and why are they so afraid? Because they don't, they don't have enough self-love and enough love, you know, and respect for who they are to be enough for themselves if they are risking that rejection, you know, so whilst you're always compromising yourself, editing yourself, being what other people want you to be in order to feel enough, you will never be able to embrace a life that is available to, to infinite possibilities because that fear is insidious. It's going to move through every choice that you're making in your life. 
Oh, I love it. That was so good. I love how you're, you, you talk about tangents. I go on them too. I, just, I love it. That was so, so powerful. And there's so much gold in there. I'm going to have to go back and listen to all this because there was just so much. Now, I, I'm curious, how did you get into all this? Like, what was, the, what was the thing that, was it meditation or was it like a gradual thing? Like, when did you realize that you start to, because I know in life we start to realize that we, we have a lot of control in our lives and I've noticed it too. And, you know, through whatever that looks like, in our actions and goals and law of attraction or whatever it is, you know, this, this simulation that we're in, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, when did you start to realize your gift and when did you start to tap into all this? Like what was, how did that, what does that look like? Yeah. I, I really was living the, the opposite. I suffered from anorexia for many years in my adolescence and uh, it's, it's quite a difficult experience to articulate to someone that hasn't been through something like that, but I'll do my best. Just imagine experiencing so much fear and so much um, unworthiness and so much self-hatred that you begin to deny yourself of something that every part of you as a human being is designed to have, which is food. Like everything about how you're wired, when you're hungry, let alone like in starvation, you're everything, your neurology, your body, your emotions is wired to get food. Mm. And I didn't have that experience. Like I felt so like, like I wanted to disappear. Like I wanted to be so invisible that my self hate was overriding like everything, all of the natural systems that existed inside of me. And that was a, a prison, you know, to say the least, there was so much suffering within that. I, I suffered every minute of every day for years of my life. And um, I was doing that because I thought at the end of that journey, I was going to be enough whenever the end of that journey was, you know, that to sacrifice everything that was me to fit. And I, what I thought was an ideal, um, I was an aspiring performer at the time. So I left school at 14 to pursue um, theater and, um, and I was doing modeling as well and working in fashion yeah, I just, I guess, subscribed. It wasn't even that I subscribed. I created what I thought it meant to be a woman and what I thought it meant to be successful and what I thought it meant to be, you know, like fragile and all, all of these things, you know, just ideas that I had in my mind. And I, I don't think many of us have had proper rites of passage or initiations. Like who's, who's showing us in today's world what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a healthy adult. Like, I had no fucking idea. My, my role models were, you know, like not role models at all. Like, I was looking up to the Kate Mosses of the world. Like, you know, that, that was what I thought the ideal was. And because of my determination and my will, I would have done anything. You know, I would have done anything. And I think so many people in their own way can relate to this. You are literally, you are costing your life, your vitality, like your units for this idea that will never, ever fulfill you. I remember my theatre director played this game. He was like pretty deep artist. And I look back and I'm like, I can't believe you were doing this shit with like teenagers. But it was a powerful message that really speaks to this that he was trying to show us because the style of acting I was doing was Meisner. And the premise of Meisner is being 100% yourself. I didn't realise it, but I was doing very deep spiritual work because, you know, they didn't frame it as that. It was more like the study of psychology, but it was deeply spiritual because to embody that type of art 
meant that you need to be able to completely break down every part of your identity and your ego. Because it's like, okay, if you're going to play a rapist, if you're going to play a murderer, who would you be? And then that's just like, it's a hard thing, you know, like you've got to break down so many layers if there's a part of you that, you know, does not, and who wants to identify with that? You know, who wants to actually take that on and be like, okay, if I was a predator, how would I, you know, I am a predator. It's not even if. It's like there is a part of me that is that. Yeah. So how, you know, how am I in that? How, how is that expressing itself through me? And through going through that, you know, we are, we are, all, we are all things. Truly, we are all things. I think that was definitely instrumental in allowing me to transcend that. But he did this exercise with us one day where um, we, we got to training, to class, and um, there was a, like a bull hanging from the roof and it was like a pretty pitch black room. And it was like you have 45 minutes as a team to try and get that bull. Um, and it was like way out of our reach. We didn't really know where any of the props were. And like it seems like a pretty simple exercise, but people were like losing their minds. Like after half an hour, 45 minutes of trying and trying and trying and failing, um, people, it was really affecting people because they weren't able to complete the task. And, and the bull started to represent like so much significance. And then eventually I got the bull. And, and then he turned the lights on and he was like, how does, how does that feel? And I was like, it feels like empty. It feels so empty because there's been so much sacrifice in the pursuit to get that bull. Like it doesn't mean anything. And he was like, that is success. That is people's relationship with success right there. Oh, wow. That you like, that you sacrifice everything and you think that when you get there, you're going to be happy, but you've literally wasted, like you've missed the point. That whole journey, you've completely missed the point. And that was anorexia to me. You know, like even in the midst of like the exposure to that wisdom, I was pursuing something and being rewarded for it. You know, you look so great and, and the thinner I got, the, the more parts I got, the more agencies wanted to sign me, the more, you know, all of these things that I thought I wanted. But in, in getting them, it wasn't fulfilling. I was like, I actually resented the people that I idolized because I was like, fuck you, like this broken part of me was like, fuck you for not seeing the pain it's caused me to get to this point. And I just felt so resentful and I fully experienced what it was like to not have a voice. I didn't feel like I had a voice at all. Um, so coming to, I guess, the, the, the end of that experience or the, the part of that experience where I had to ask myself, because it got quite critical, very critical, am I willing to die for this? Am I willing to die for this illness? You know, and, and the answer was no. I, I had to really learn at a very young age what it meant to take complete responsibility for myself and my actions and my choices when every part of me, as well as the mental health system, which I was in at that point, was blaming everything else around me. Mm. It's because your parents weren't there for you. It's because your teachers didn't, you know, blah, 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 blah. But whilst I bought into that story, I wasn't getting better. You know, even the way my therapist was trying to therapize me was like, this is you, one entity, and this is your eating disorder, another entity, and you need to separate yourself from that. And like, that did not help me. I had to get to a place where I was like, no, I chose to do this to myself. Like, I chose to do this to myself. It's not separate, it's not separate to me. This is a part of who I am, just like I was learning in Meisner training, 
Like this exists inside of me and it will never not exist inside of me. However, I can get to a place of development where I choose different things for myself. Mm. And I, I redirect the, the, these aspects of my personality. Like if you were to break that experience down, there were so many profound qualities. I was so determined. I was so strong willed. I was so dedicated and devoted to what I thought success was. So as soon as I started to direct that in a more loving direction for myself and others, you know, like I'm, I truly believe I'm capable of creating whatever I want to create. And anorexia taught me that. Wow. That's an insane story. And thank you so much for sharing that. Cause there's, that's so powerful. And there's so many things to so much truth to that is that that's why you see so many people who have made it that end up fucking their lives up once they've made it to that, that top, you know, like drugs or and they end up yeah. because you get there and you're like, wait a minute, is this it? Yeah. Right? I, I, I've talked to people too as well, like pro athletes and they're like, man, it's the come up. It's the come up. That's like, that's the thing. And then once you're at the thing, you're still not satisfied because there's always going to be that level of person that you want to impress or has more money than you, no matter yeah. what. You become yeah. a millionaire. There's going to be somebody with a hundred million. There's going to be ninety percent of billionaires don't feel like they're rich. That's a true study. That's, <laughs> that's insane. They Isn't don't that actually insane? feel rich. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's so like it's insanity so and like crazy. I think it's just been said so much that it's almost yeah, and it's like become a cliche for people. Like, how come we've heard this again and again and it's not landing? And like, you know, I just want to speak to that maybe to some listeners that are listening to this podcast right now, just like hearing this and, and not actually listening to it because I've heard it so many times. Like, it's not the destination. I just invite you to really be with this conversation mm-hmm. in, and, and understand that we don't actually have to go through these, mista- these mistakes, air quotation marks, nothing's really a mistake, but these experiences ourselves to learn. Like the, the most intelligent people I know and the most powerful leaders I know learn through observation and understand that we do have the ability to stand on the shoulders of giants. Like an example I always give is Nelson Mandela spent 27 years in prison. said, I have forgiveness in my life, my incarcerators, because if I don't forgive them right now, I'm going to remain in that prison. Now, this, this level of forgiveness in that moment of the human spirit became possible. Mm-hmm. That level of forgiveness in that moment became possible for all of us. This is the power of you stepping into your leadership is you unlock that for everyone. This doesn't mean, like, really understand that. Like, what Nelson Mandela gave us was a gift. It, it was a gift of you don't need to spend 27 years in prison now to realize and recognize that that forgiveness is possible. You can access this right now because it's been led and it's been demonstrated. So let's start there. Let's embrace that with gratitude of like, wow, thank you to these leaders that sacrificed so much so that we don't have to. And that is true reverence. It's like, it's like our ego is the thing that is like, we need to go through this experience for it to be valid. It's like, no, like we can grow beyond that. We can evolve beyond that. Now that can be our starting point. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's so true. You know what I also, what you're talking about is that a lot of times we want to separate that, that thing we went through and we don't want to look at it. You know, like say for you, anorexia. For me, it was a toxic lifestyle. You know, I lost my brother to suicide, my dad to cancer. There's all this stuff that happened. 
And a lot of people want to want to push things like that away, right? But you have to give those things love. You have to give. We come back to love. You have to look at that thing you don't want to look at. Because if you don't look at that thing, it's going to have the power over you. And I even did a psilocybin journey not too long ago. And I was seeing things that I didn't want to look at, but I was being told, like, look at this thing. Like, give it love because it needs love. It, it, and, and when I allowed myself to do that, it dissipated. It, yeah. it, didn't, it goes away because everything that we do has a purpose. And if it's uncomfortable, well, there's a reason for that. So allow that because that's important. And giving that thing love is the key to healing. And it's like it's anything. It's, it's allowing and even having conversations like this and having this podcast, talking to people about this and, and being open and vulnerable and sharing truth is the healing itself. You know, this is the love. This is the healing that, that needs to happen. And I just want everybody to understand that as well. It's like all these things that are happening in our lives, we don't need to run away from them. We need to accept them for what they are because they are just as important. And, and they, you like, yeah, no, we, we so often when these things have happened, we spend so much time in that being like, I wish it didn't happen. But it's like, become an artist, you know, like become yeah. an artist of your life. Who's like, you know, we'll use a metaphor. There's a canvas in front of you, which is your future. And the palette that you have to paint with is all of your experiences. And rather than like wasting your life looking at that palette being like, I wish I had different colors. I wish I had different colors. Just learn to become prolific at using those colors. Like devote yourself to getting better and better and better at using the tools that you have, you know, your experiences, these things that make you so unique. Like the thing about art, this is why I love this metaphor so much, why I love art so much, is you can't judge art as good or bad. Anyone that really understands art understands that you can't, it's not about that. It's about the experience of it. Mm. You know, it's not better or worse. It's like, it's what it is and it's subjective and it's open for interpretation. You have the ability to like cultivate that same relationship with all of your experiences and these things that you regret, like maybe, you know, you were a liar or a cheater or an addict or like whatever it is in your past that you hold deep shame. And like Lance is describing, like maybe you want to run away from that, pretend it didn't happen, like get locked inside that avoidance and that shame of that thing. That is your most powerful color. Like that is your most, when you go there and you're like, okay, and like, I'm going to set this challenge for you. Begin with that color, lead with that color. Hey, I went through this and like put that out there as the first thing and just watch how you create like absolute waves in the world because you're owning something that so many people struggle to own in themselves. And like just FYI, as someone that's worked with half a million people, like, on the ground, worked with half a million people, heard hundreds of thousands of stories. There's not one human being on the planet that doesn't have their version of this. So you can think that you're such a terrible person that no one's ever going to love you for this thing. Like, it's just so not true. You're going to give relief, truly. We all want to be loved for these parts of ourselves. And, you know, just like my art taught me in theatre, you are all things. I've been a cheater. I've been a liar. I've been... Uh, a manipulator. I've been these things. I am all these things. That doesn't mean I can't grow and evolve. You know, like Disney has sent this wrong message of you're either good or bad. No, you're, yeah. you're fucking all things. Like you're light and dark. You can be the hero. You can also be the villain. And also like you can't always choose the character that you play in someone else's life. So you might be the villain in someone else's 
people's lives, but that doesn't mean you can't be the hero of your own story and constantly reminding yourself of this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so powerful. It's so true. I'm getting like goosebumps from this. Hmm. Whew. Yeah, that's so true. I want to, before we look at wrapping this up, there's, I, I really want to talk about this worldwide meditation because this is like, this is just so powerful. And walk us through this kind of thing and walk us through this because I, I, it, it's, it blows my mind that even the idea of it and being able to get this thing going at a time like this, you know, just, it inspires me. And I, it just, I've, I've heard so many people talk about this and I would just love to hear about your journey with it so far. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it like totally was just meant to happen through me. That's probably like the starting point. Yeah. It was actually a friend that had seen me um, speak, I don't know, like a, a few months ago overseas and she reached out and she was like, I had this dream. It's like, crazy how this stuff happens yeah. more and more like you're on your path that um you should be doing um this thing this, this mass meditation i was like oh that's so interesting i've actually been thinking that i want to organize something like this through this time because we had to pivot our whole business like i was in the middle of a world tour literally like i was about to tour to another 12 countries between now and december um and all of that got cancelled you know so it was like i was like oh okay we were meant to be running retreats like all over the world and yeah, speaking at a bunch of events and conferences and, and seminars. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, this, this happened and that completely changed. And I was like, when I heard that news that we were going to have to cancel everything and I just thought like all of the thousands of people, you know, all of the communication that would need to happen, like everything went through my mind as it would have done for every single business owner, all of the refunds or like, you know, what, what does this mean? I have a team of like, you know, 12 people that I have to support, like, righty, righty, right. It all went through my mind. And yet there was this, like, part of me, similar to what I guess I accessed when the monk was like, you are not your pain, that was just, like, the calm in the storm. It was like, okay, this is, this is happening. It was like, all right, what now? And rather than buying into that panic, I was like, what is, what is the best next step? And most of my team, there's a, there's a couple of team members in the States, but the rest of my team are relatively central to where I am. Within a couple of hours of driving, um, I was like, I need to get everyone together. I need to get my team together. So I called a friend who managed um, Mantra, which is a apartment hotel chain. And I was like, can you get us a really, really nice sub penthouse? I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to contract in a time where we need to actually expand and we need to lean in. So in the midst of all of that potential scarcity, I was like, no, I'm going to get the best for my team. I'm going to get the best for them and I'm going to bring them together and we're just going to like figure it out. We're going to create the space and we're going to figure it out. And we did that and it was amazing. We spent a week immersive together in that time, just started to like pivot the ideas, look at how we could take various courses online, etc. I get this message from my friend. Um, who was like, I had a dream, you should organize this thing. And I was like, interesting. I wanted to organize something like this because I can see all the panic is happening. So I just started to like write up, you know, the intention of it, really basic, like a paragraph. And I'm in a couple of like different WhatsApp groups with really great thinkers. And I just posted it in there. And literally, literally it blew up. Like 
I mean, I was getting FaceTimed by the CEO of Unify in bed with his wife at 4 a.m. Mexico time. And they were like, you're a soul sister. Like, you're a light worker. We're, we've literally, like, been brought together right now on, at this time on the planet to, to be doing this. Like, you have our full support. All of these teachers, like, ironically, that I've been wanting to collaborate with for years were messaging me. Like, literally, I heard you were organizing this mass meditation. I want, like, would you consider doing a stream? I want to talk on your thing. And then it just, like, was literally this vortex that got created. And I was like, okay, well, this wants to happen. Our community started to grow exponentially. And people, like, even now I'm getting messages like, you know, thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the world. Like, this message of love. Like, the amount of effort it was taking even a year ago to get people, like, to stand on stage and be like, love is the answer. This is probably triggering the fuck out of you because it goes against everything you've learned, but bear with me. And like taking people on that journey, I would eventually get them to land in an understanding and an agreement of what our vision and message was. But there was, there was resistance, you know, and a lot of the time there was heaps of resistance. But now it's just like people are like, oh my God, I've been looking for this. Like, thank you so much for creating this. This is a community I've been looking for. And there's so much, like, there's just so much magnetism around what's being created. It just didn't stop. And then Unify... We became partners of our mass meditation. We're doing another meditation three days later, a million person meditation. And I was like sitting on their Zoom, like round table discussion with some of my heroes, like like Muji, like oh, Nassim Haram, like me. I'm like, oh, what the hell? Like, I don't, I don't think this is like, I don't know. I sort of felt like a contemporary, like, you know, messenger of love. Like, You're I'm a making- powerful human though, right? You're a powerful human. I can, it's... Well, yeah, I, you know, like to be, these are people that I just adore the work of so deeply and who have been such inspirations to me, like to be equalized with them was a profoundly humbling experience, but also powerful energetically for me to unlock those parts of my consciousness. So when I was actually doing the meditation with them, had our um, master art course coming up in three days time after this meditation. And um, we dropped the price point from what it was going to be in person, but it was still like, it was still a high-ish price point and it should be like it's, a, it's an amazing program it's value for money but i had this vision in the meditation where this light cracked open and literally i was watching the light like bleed across the whole world and the whole world became unified and i don't know you probably hear people all the time talk about the visualizations that they have but honestly it was yeah. like so powerful and the amount of unity that i felt in that moment and the message was clear was like now is the time to radically give whilst everyone else is like, I need to protect and I need to, I need to contract and I need to protect my assets and I need to make sure that I have enough money. Now is the time. And the message was like clear as day. You need to radically give. You need to do the opposite of what the world is telling you to do right now. And I opened my eyes from that meditation and without even consulting my team, I posted in the community, I'm opening this course up for a donation of $99. We had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people do this program and it changed their fucking life. Like proper changed their life. They're different human beings. And that was through the power of giving. We've become more abundant by doing the opposite of what we're, you know, we've been taught during this time to be doing, but being like, no. And what I'm realizing is like now is the time currencies of giving are being supported. Currencies of generosity are being rewarded because it's what is needed and this is the thing about nature nature doesn't operate from ego nature operates in a sense of what's truly needed 
and what's going to truly create homeostasis, what's truly going to create harmony and balance. This is what nature will support. And I, I, I know, like on a very deep soul level, this is why our work is, is, is blowing up right now because we're in attunement to what is actually of service to humanity at the moment. And it was the ultimate, like, the ultimate thing for me to be like, circumstances are not the thing. It's circumstances are never the thing. It's how we show up and how we interact with those circumstances that will determine the, the outcome and our experience of that thing. And that, you know, nature is always um, equally distributing opportunity, beauty, and love in every moment, irrespective of what it looks like, which is like what Buddhists have been teaching for ages. Yeah. Like there's an, there's the actual experience, which is neutral. It's always neutral. And then there's our relationship to the experience, which creates the charge, this sense of like, this is horrific, this is horrible, or this is great, this is wonderful, this is amazing. All of that is your judgment and perception of the experience. The experience itself is neutral. So how are you going to interact with it? The attachment. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that is so powerful, but it doesn't surprise me how you created that. Because I can just feel your energy talking to you. I'm just like, woo. Like, I'm not, uh, like, you know, I get to connect with a lot of people and there's some that I'm just like, whoa, like there's this vortex. And I'm telling you, like, I believe in the energy of people and the, the, the feed of energy. And I can see how you're creating what you're creating. Like there's, there's, I'm, it makes sense to me because especially now, I, I know exactly what you mean as well. Like, I woke up when this stuff happened and I felt empowered. I was getting the call from inside. This is your time to step up and leave. You can't be sleeping because I've been struggling for the last seven, eight months with my own demons, my own stuff. And there was this lightness that I felt in my body that I was like, it was like, knock, knock, time to step up. Like, this is your time to lead. Like you're saying, and give even more, push even more. Because for me, it was a time to put a foot on the gas more than what I've been doing. And it's like, what better time than now than to just be the light in people's lives? Because yeah. we do this kind of work. This is when people need it the most. Yeah. You know? And I think we're, we may even be just in the beginning. I don't know. But this is what lights me up. And even you know, talking and connecting and, and seeing what other people are doing in this in this whole thing is just amazing. And the, the impact on the global level of what you've been able to do with that, man, that's got to be exciting for you about the potential of what you can create, like going down the path and down the road, right? Like anything is possible. Anything is possible. And, and we're, we're so creating this together. Like this is another thing that's become even more solidified for me. Like, you know, I've taken notice of who are the people like, yourself who have reached out to me like this conversation will amplify the energy and the essence of what's being created and we're all it's all an ecosystem like i'm i'm so blessed that i get to be like you know on the bus in the position that i'm on the bus but so is everyone else like when you really claim that position you realize you're an equally uh you're an equal necessity you know like the universe is requiring you and yeah, I want, I want to honor you for those choices, especially if you were coming out of a dark time to be like, no, now is the time to lean in. Now is the time to choose love. Now is the time to educate people on a different way of seeing things and to, yeah, allow people like me to have a voice and amplify their message. This work is so important. If you're a listener, 
and there's something in you that you're getting in the way of, you know, mm-hmm. just like, just stop it. Like right now, especially you will be supported. People are so in need of a different way of looking at things. Yeah. And I don't want to tell my kids, you know, in 10, 20, 30, 40 years time, in 2020, we had a profound opportunity to um, rectify a lot of the destruction that we were choosing as a humanity and people were too busy watching Netflix. Mm. That is not the story that I want to tell. I want to tell my kids and like, it makes me emotional. Like I feel like I'm going to cry right now. Like I want to be able to tell my kids, we unified as a planet. Like we minimize the borders that were keeping us separate. We woke up to the choices we were making in our life that were, that were hurting others and hurting, you know, our oceans and hurting the planet. And we made change, you know, like who doesn't want to tell their kids and their grandkids that story. And now truly is the opportunity. Like I feel like God, universe, creator, whatever you want to call it has handed us this opportunity to, to do that, you know, to do the work and to recognize, you know, even the symbology of borders, what a profound time to realize that we're not our borders, you know, like humanity, nation states, all of these things are constructs. Like it's not real. They're not real. What's real is human connection. That's what we're needing right now. That's what's going to save the day. Like that's what's going to like love will be the hero of this story, but we need to work with it. We need to choose it. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. It's it's such a profound time and I think we're going to be better because of it and a lot of people will be challenged but there's going to be a reward on the other side of it. You know, and now is the time to question these things, right? And where you're at if you're not if you're not happy, if you're not fulfilled, well, I mean, this is the time to reflect, you know, and I can only, for, for me, the darkness that I was in was, was so minor. It was just so selfish as to like my own stuff going on. And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like there's something bigger here. There's more, it gets more important to, yes. to step up now. It's kind of like when you're getting ready for like a big game or a big performance or whatever, and you get, the, you get that feeling like, okay, you have to step up now. Like you're, this is the time. And that's what I felt like. And I, and I've talked to a lot of people and they're feeling the same. I almost felt this sense of guilt. Like, well, why is things, why are things really bad for me right now? You know, I've gone through a lot of hard times, but like right now they aren't. And that feeling isn't how I feel. So I think some people feel like that too. Some people feel almost guilty that they're not feeling bad or shitty about the situation, you know, because our programming, if you throw on any news it's like we're meant to be scared we're meant to be in fear and i love how it's just that's just not the case and it doesn't have to go down that road it's it's like you know put it into terms that you can relate to it's kind of like imagine if someone you loved was in a fire and you were just like on the sidelines panicking like in in these moments of need to feel guilty about stepping up and being like, no, I'm going to claim my responsibility and my leadership in this and I'm, going to, and I'm going to choose love and I'm going to do what love would do. Like, you know, when you put it into that context, maybe you can think about it differently. But whilst we're being spectators and we're just like, okay, well, we're meant to panic. We're meant to be afraid. You know, it's like, it's selfish. I've, I've been called, like some of the things that people have written to me during this time in my messaging, I've had like 
so much love, like 99% love. But this like 1% of individuals who are like, you're a narcissist for, for talking about these things during this time and like really heavy stuff, which is just like a total projection of, of where they're at and like what they're not comfortable stepping into in themselves. But think about it in that, that term right now. You know, I think it was um, Greta who, who talks about this in her speech to the UN, like the world is on fire. Mm. Imagine it like that. And what are you, who are you going to be in that? Are you going to, and like, what is your character? You know, how are you going to build your character through this time? There's so much in you. You are not born in this life against all odds to stand there and be like, oh yeah, well, that's a shame. Like, I'll just, I'll feel sad. I'll feel sad for what's happening. Like, you have to participate. The present moment is requiring your participation. And when you lean into that, being self-oriented and like what is my purpose how do I you don't have to figure that out you have to be available you have to be willing to step forward and be willing to be sovereign and be a leader in your own life and the universe is going to tap you on the shoulder and be like this is how I want to use you I feel this every day like God literally speaks to me every day and is like this is how I want to use you and I it's my job as a leader to humbly accept the call okay like I'm here I'm available I'm listening I'm not in my way. Like, it's, it's not about me. It's, I'm doing this for the greater good. And as a result of that, I get looked after in the process. Mm. Yes. Well said. That's so true. That's so true. Where I'm going to, we're going to probably wrap this up, even though I could talk to you all day. I want to respect <laughs> your time. <laughs> this has yes. been so awesome. Like, honestly, I, I, I know we've had a little bit of Wi-Fi, a little bit of internet connection. So, a little bit of in and out, but it's, the, the juice of it was really good. And I, um, did you feel that a little bit of the, the connection there back and forth a bit? Just like twice. And it was super minor. I don't think from my end, if, if it comes out like this, I don't think it should affect the experience. Okay, perfect. So for all you guys listening out there, if there is, that's just the way it is. But there was just so much, so much power in this conversation and I'm just so grateful to, to have you come on and, and share space with us. Where, where can everybody check you out? Where can we learn to follow your journey? Where can, where's the best spot? Probably a few spots. You can join our community on Facebook, Love Out Louders, and join thousands of us now mm. around the planet. Louders is spelled L-O-U-D-E-R-S. And we're launching a membership, a low-cost point membership group, so that we can mobilize people who want to support this vision. Um, and as per the request of the community, which is really beautiful. So we're launching that next week. But if you go to Love Out Loud as the Facebook group, all the information will be in there. And if you want to follow me, my Facebook, Nicole Gibson, or Instagram, Nick, N-I-C, Gibson, underscore, is probably the best place. Amazing. This is exciting to see because I know that from now until next year, there's going to be a lot of growth for you. Oh, yeah. And yeah, exactly. Like I just, I'm so grateful for even in one year for me where I'm at and it's amazing what can be, what can happen in a year. It's amazing. Just not even like as far as financially, but just like your soul and how it can evolve and grow. And it's, um, it's exciting stuff. So if for one question I ask everybody just to end this is what, out of all the adversity you've been through, out of all the challenges, what is, what is one lesson that adversity has taught you? That adversity is a teacher. 
Yeah, that's it. It's that it's meant it's meant to teach you, and it's meant to um, you know be a student of your mm. own pain, be a student of your own adversity, and it will always grow you into something more expansive on the other side. Mm. Love it. Mm. Everybody's answer is different for that one. I love it so much. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Nicole. And really, really appreciate you hanging out with us. Of course. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Make sure to check out Nicole. As you know, she's doing amazing things. People like this are going to change the world. And I'm so grateful that you got to be part of listening to her and what she's up to, kind of get an inside scoop about some of the things that she's going through and her, her, her mission, her mission in life. Super inspiring conversation. And I highly suggest you go follow her and check out what she's doing. Love you guys. If you got value from this, share this with a friend. Subscribe. We'd love to hear it from you. Have an amazing day. Catch you next time. <laughs>